Hello there and welcome to Bat Books for Beginners. If you're new to this segment, uh, my name is Nick and what I do is go through a particular uh, Batman story or trade paperback and give my general review of it. And this is for those of you out there who are new to the Batman books or Batman comics and uh, it's for you to try and join me as I go through Batman's stories. Today I'm looking at the Mud Pack which was written by Alan Grant, who's worked on Detective, Shadow of the Bat, and the Batman series, and he's also credited with creating the character of Anarchy, who I'm sure we'll see, we'll see in a future BBFB. And the art is provided by Norm Brayfogel, who has worked on Batman, Detective, Shadow of the Bat. So we've got two pretty big name creators here working on this story. Um, The story was published in Detective Comics in uh, in 1989 with issues 604 through to 607. And I've heard a lot about this particular story called The Mud Pack. It's not been collected into a trade paperback. A lot of fans feel that maybe it should be. So let's find out what are the Clayfaces up to. even form clothes out of your skin but how formula must have soaked every cell in my body it's it's some kind of miracle what what are you doing no no you broke my concentration it won't work don't you see it's too hard it's like tensing a muscle. I can't keep it up for long. My career, my life, it is gone. And I can never get it back. I'm not an actor anymore. I'm not even a man. <laughs> Asylum, an enraged Preston Payne, also known as Clayface III, escapes from his confinement and kills at least one guard in his escape. Batman is called in from his patrol immediately to help recapture Payne. Meanwhile, Basil Carlo, Clayface No. 1, has been released from prison and is setting up a new base of operations. Payne is found surrounded by guards who successfully tranquilize him, but the guards are confronted by someone that appears to be the Looker. She uses her mental powers to ensnare their minds and tranquilize each other. She then uses her telekinesis to carry Payne away. Back with Basil Carlo, he's trying in vain to resurrect Matt Hagen, Clayface II. Now keep up, there's a lot of Clayfaces here. Uh, the Looker arrives at Carlo's lair with Payne unconscious. She drops her disguise and it's revealed to be Sandra Fuller, also known as Clayface 4. That's right, we have four Clayfaces. And Carlo calls the first meeting of the Mud Pack to order and establishes the group's discussion points. How are they going to get fame and fortune? How are they going to acquire power? How can they finally best the Cape Crusader? And how are they going to kill him? So the Mud Pack try to figure out a way to defeat Batman. 
and whilst robbing a van full of bank money, Clayface 4 disguised herself as Batman, framing Batman for helping one of the Clayface members escape. The real Batman allows this to be public knowledge just to see what their next move is, saying it's not the first time Gotham has hated Batman. The Mud Pack then attack a casino and Batman intervenes, but suddenly Jason Todd appears and he starts to fight Bruce. Batman's aware it's a trick, but still finds it a bit of a shock and as a result loses the fight and the Mud Pack escape with Batman hostage. Basil Carlo straps Batman down and terrifies him by showing him a particular film. Yeah, I thought that was a little odd too and Batman relives his recent traumas such as Jason Todd's death and Barbara's paralysis. Carlo then betrays the other Clayfaces, drugs them and steals their blood so he can have their powers for himself. He leaves Batman who seems to be going insane. The Looker from Batman's Outsiders team arrives to help Batman after she found out she was being impersonated by one of the Mud Pack. She arrives to help Bruce and delves into his mind to help him get out of his madness. Once she's done this, they pursue Basil Carlo to a hospital where he mixes the blood of the two other Clayfaces and injects it into himself, becoming the ultimate Clayface. Then the Looker does some strange psychic thing and it turns Carlo from burning other people to becoming burnt himself. Yes, it's a bit odd. Carlo falls out of the window of the hospital, burns through the ground, with Batman suggesting that he's going to burn through the Earth's core. We close seeing Clayface 3 and 4 who have escaped from Batman and are in love and looking forward to their future together. They promised that the best scientific minds in the world would fix my condition. It never happened. I tried to rejoin society, but it rejected me. I tried to beat society but they parked me in Arkham Asylum. So now I have a new plan. If I can't beat them, I'll have them join me. As we speak, I am formulating enough of the chemical that created me to turn every citizen in Gotham City to clay. Think they might come up with a cure then? So my review of Mud Pack starts here, and uh, I thought it was a good start for the story arc. Uh, we got a brief background on all four clay faces, and um, that was quite interesting for me because I wasn't too aware of the other Clayfaces. The one I'm most familiar with is Matt Hagen from the Batman animated series. Um, I wasn't really aware of the other three very much, so it was good to see a little bit about what they were all about. And then we got to move on with the story. Um, I thought the third Clayface, Payne, was very creepy and uh, he has a horrible way of killing people, almost as if they melt and um, quite a disturbing way of, of getting rid of his problems. I thought the story had a bit of a weak ending and I didn't really, as you might be able to guess from the plot recap, understand what happened. Um, the Looker appeared and uh, did some strange psychic thing and all of a sudden everything changed. I thought this was a bit odd. I thought the looker seemed to be a bit of a convenient plot device. And she helped Batman get out of madness and she ultimately defeated the big clay face at the end. And without her I don't think Batman would have got very far. Um, and considering this was a character I wasn't too familiar with at all, um, I found this a little bit disappointing. Maybe it was a case of 
Batman didn't have Robin, so he needed some sort of uh, counterpart in this adventure, but again, it was a little bit disappointing. Uh, but again, as we've seen recently, we had some flashbacks to Batman's recent issues that affected him, and these were such big moments in the comics, like Jason Todd's death, that clearly they had a big effect on other Batman stories around the time. Um, Bruce still has not dealt with this stuff, and it's it's dragging on quite a long time now. I'd quite like him to move on and uh, and leave that chapter behind, but it doesn't seem like that's happening. It seems like it's lingering around longer than I would have hoped. But what was interesting about the story is, this, is that Clayface 4 and Clayface 3, Preston Payne, find love together because they realise they've both been used by men of power and they're getting tired of being swindled. Uh, villains are always more interesting when they're human, and and these guys had human flaws, and it was you know it was quite interesting to relate to and see how these villains were dealing with all these terrible things that were happening to them. They they're all pretty tragic characters, the Clayfaces. So it's uh, it's nice when they have something that's a bit more positive happen to them. I thought the dynamics of the Clayfaces were very cool. Um, I was a bit disappointed that Matt Hagen didn't make much of an impact, and I questioned whether it was worth mentioning him at all since he didn't turn up. I was expecting him to appear in some form due to them mentioning him earlier in the story, but no Matt Hagen. A little bit disappointed about that, because as I mentioned, he's the one Clayface I'm, I'm familiar with. But other than that, I liked the evil team's motivation. Um, I thought the betrayal at the end wasn't obvious, but something I probably should have expected. But it did. Uh, I thought it did a good job of having a bit of a twist there. The art was quite retro in this, but it had a fairly dark Batman. I've heard a lot about Bray Fogel's art, and I can see why people quite enjoy it. The clay faces were done well, and they looked pretty grotesque throughout, especially Preston Payne. And the art does a very good job of making the deaths of the innocent uh, bystanders seem really horrible in these situations. So all in all, I've heard really good things about this story arc, but I must admit I was a little underwhelmed. It was okay. Good to see the Clayfaces in action, certainly improved their standing to me as villains, but uh, it was not excellent. Mostly through the involvement of the Looker, who I thought was a bit odd to include, and uh, the conclusion, again involving the Looker, was a bit weak. One of those ones where a good build-up poor ending. We've had quite a few of those. So, but all in all, I'll be giving it three out of five batterings. So that's BBFB done for one more time. Uh, next time I'll be looking at Batman, Son of the Demon. We'll be revisiting Rachel Ghoul, and this story centers on the eco-terrorist, the head of the League of Assassins, and why he's aiding Batman in his quest to solve the murder of one of Gotham City's most prominent scientists. So look forward to the return of Rach next time. Um, if you have any queries about BBFB or suggestions, do please send them to nick at thebatmanuniverse.net and I will make sure I get back to you. And you can always pop on the forums to leave some comments about what you feel about this segment. So I hope you've enjoyed it for this time, and now it's back to Dustin and the guys. See ya. You know what I'd have given for a death scene like this? Too bad I won't get to read the notices. Ugh.